listening to In Situ Science. I'm your host, James O'Hanlon, and this episode, I'm out at the Royal Botanic Gardens in Sydney, and I'm joined by a plant pathologist, mycologist, and diagnostician. Am I right in calling you all of these things? That's fair enough. Thank you, James. <laughs> I'm joined by Dr. Edward Liu, the manager of plant pathology here at the gardens. Ed, thanks for joining me. Hello, James. Lovely <laughs> to be here. This must be a pretty amazing place to work, right here in the middle of the gardens and surrounded by the domain. It is. Yeah. Uh, I don't think about that much. <laughs> You're stuck I in your office all work. day. I think about project. I think yeah. about various diseases, various fungi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it's exciting from that angle. Mm-hmm. Not so much um, the fact that it's in the garden. But it is exciting. Absolutely. I mean, lots of people, they probably don't realize what goes on here. They think about the Botanic Gardens as a, actually a tourist attraction wouldn't realize that there are institutes within it and research institutes. I guess so. Um, well, we've got a huge uh, section or branch of, uh, of science, um, mm-hmm. conducting a lot of scientific research and offering lots of scientific services yep. to, to the public. Um, um, in plant pathology, which is a relatively small section of the science and conservation branch, we have two general areas. One is the PDDU, or what we call uh, PDDU, Plant Disease Diagnostic Unit, where we offer um, plant disease diagnostic services to to the general public, to um, government agencies, uh, as well as um, various industries. The other part of plant pathology section is a research program um, mm-hmm. where we conduct you know all kinds of um, scientific research on um, fungi, in particular fungal pathogens, mm-hmm. plant pathogens, as well as various um, plant diseases. So the sort of uh, research you're doing here, is this people's individual research projects? Are you taking lots of students and postdoctoral researchers, or is this what kind of stuff goes on here? All of that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All of that. Yeah. Uh, it changes over time. Uh, we have postgrads uh, coming and going. Mm-hmm. We have various uh, projects depending on funding. We have projects based on important diseases, which could be an exotic disease that's just been introduced into the country or a disease that's part of a key threatening process for the country. Um, and uh, depending on uh, various collaborators and so on, it really mm-hmm. varies. We, we work on... Um, quite a lot of different types of projects here. Now, when you say plant disease, mm-hmm. you're talking mostly about fungus and moulds and things that infect plants? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, plant diseases are caused by uh, a whole range of microorganisms, mm-hmm. uh, fungi, bacteria, viruses, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and others. Yeah. Uh, but we do uh, tend to focus on fungal diseases or fungal pathogens. Yeah. Because you're, you're a fungus guy, right? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yes. Um, I've been working on uh, diseases caused by two genera quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is Fusarium mm-hmm. and the other one is Phytophthora. Now, Phytophthora is not strictly a, f- a fungus. Uh, okay. it's, it's a water mold. Mm-hmm. It does look like a fungus. It, it, it often behaves like a fungus. Yeah. Uh, and so we traditionally have... Uh, called it a, a fungus with a little f uh, <laughs> as a not belonging to the the, the kingdom mycota yeah. okay so what is it then it's a water mold it belongs to the kingdom uh, stromenopila 
uh, more closely related to the brown algae. Wow. It is um, a soil-borne uh, organism. Mm-hmm. Uh, we often call it a soil-borne pathogen. So, yeah. so uh, an important part of the life cycle to understand and um, management of diseases caused by uh, these water molds. Mm-hmm. So if somebody in the general public or in a particular industry is, is trying to detect the health of their plants, are these things easy, easy to spot? No. Backyard the diagnostics. Fact, just the fact that they're actually they're soil-borne mm-hmm. makes it very difficult uh, yeah. uh, to detect visually. Yeah. But there are ways mm-hmm. uh, uh, to, to suspect that it's there. Uh, for example, looking at symptoms. Mm-hmm. See, when we talk about disease symptoms, um, we 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 usually refer to the primary symptoms, where uh, you know the, the pathogen infects and, mm-hmm. and, and colonizes the plant, uh, and, and and resulting in symptoms on the plant tissue. But this pathogen is a root-infecting pathogen, mm-hmm. so we don't go around digging out roots yeah, to yeah. see whether it's healthy, whether there are symptoms. Yeah. So, so for, for uh, uh, this particular disease, like a lot of other soil-borne or root-infecting uh, pathogens, mm-hmm. we look at secondary symptoms. So Phytophthora causes dieback. Basically, it infects roots, mm-hmm. uh, colonizes and, and, and rots yep. uh, parts of the root system, impeding... impeding nutrient and water uptake resulting in mm-hmm. uh, dieback in the canopy yeah. or wilting or, or what defoliation uh, type symptoms. Yeah. Now, all those symptoms are secondary symptoms. Mm. Uh, when we see dieback, it doesn't mean that the pathogen has gone all the way up to the, 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 the canopy. The, the symptoms um, can also be misleading because it's very similar to drought stress. Just being a bad gardener, right? <laughs> Uh, yes, <laughs> although we don't normally say that to our clients. Okay. <laughs> we put it in a very polite way, though. <laughs> yes. I'm sure we get lots of paranoid people coming in thinking they've got a problem and it's just Absolutely. bad management. Right? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, well, you know, we, we give recommendations on yeah. how to, you know, better manage the plants mm. and so on. Yes. We do get um, um, quite a lot of... Um, inquiries uh, on whether their soil contains uh, water molds or mm-hmm. this particular pathogen, Phytophthora. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we do a lot of uh, pathogen detection or path- pathogen detection from soil yeah. in our laboratory. Are these the sort of pathogens that can be treated? Can these plants be cured in a way? Um, it depends. <laughs> it depends on the pathogen. <laughs> it depends on the, pathogen. Yeah. Depends on the, 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 the disease. Yeah. Uh, depends on the plant, uh, uh, as well as uh, the, the, the extent of the disease, the severity of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some situations um, it can be uh, managed very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phytophthoras are extremely difficult to eradicate, so we don't talk about that. We don't talk about eradicating the pathogen completely. We talk about how to manage uh, mm-hmm. the disease, um, how to control it. Yeah. Does that just mean stopping its... Spread altogether? Does that mean destroying? That's often part of it. Now, yeah. A plant disease management usually contains a whole suite of uh, approaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, um, it's often a multi prong attack uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, or um, a strategy. Uh, huh? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. IPM, uh, Integrated Plant Pest Management, or, okay. or, or IDM. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But boosting plant health, maintaining plant health, mm-hmm. is often the first step in managing plant disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, preventing introduction of a pathogen mm-hmm. is often a, you know, an early part of managing the disease. But we don't talk about that. We often just think about disease management after we see disease symptoms. Mm-hmm. So then um, you know, we either introduce cultural management, uh, for example, pruning off diseased or, mm-hmm. or, or parts of the host with symptoms, simple as that, yeah. or um, the use of certain chemicals. Mm-hmm. We don't push the use of chemicals uh, much mm-hmm. because of, well, well, various reasons. So there's not really a botanical equivalent of veterinary science? Well, I'm sure um, there's also a, a, a whole... Uh, suite of management strategies mm-hmm. for animal diseases mm. um, they're just a little bit different from um, yeah. how we manage plant diseases <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking before about some of the particular or particularly vulnerable plants you're saying you're part of the group that works on the my pine yes and you're saying that there's a potential threat to that by yes. some sort of fungi speaking of soilborne um, diseases and in particular uh, Phytophthora. Mm-hmm. Wall of my pine is susceptible to Phytophthora. Mm-hmm. Wall of my pine, the wall of my pine site, unfortunately, has uh, this pathogen. It's mm-hmm. been introduced uh, to that area. Uh, we first detected it in um, 2005, mm-hmm. 11 years after the wall of my pine oh. was first discovered. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and we've been um, quite active in managing this mm-hmm. disease um, ever since. So, important question. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you know where the secret wall my pine site is at in the mountains? I have been there. I don't really know I can even get back there. Uh, because that wasn't the point, uh, you know. It yeah. was a uh, we were carrying all kinds of tools and equipment <laughs> over there, and uh, we walked a whole day, yeah. uh, you know, from where we parked, um, mm. and um, I, 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 we had uh, rangers um, uh, guiding us, mm-hmm. there, and uh, I don't think I'd be able to find a place myself anyway. <laughs> Right. So, I've heard it was so there's no, no, no point, uh, you know, <laughs> you uh, uh, yeah, hold your me. <laughs> exactly. Yes. All right. No, I heard it was you know sort of under wraps. I thought maybe they blindfold you and helicopter you in or something. No, it's not Might funny. as well. I'm, I'm very bad in, in terms of directions and and, 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 and orienteering. Yes. <laughs> With all my pine now, you can buy them in garden centers and things yes you can mm-hmm. is that a problem then with it being more prevalent outside of these areas and potentially having this spread that way like Not could these could, uh, pathogen you mean yeah. spreading yeah yeah uh not in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I mean, if you're growing a healthy plant and if you're not introducing the pathogen to wherever you're growing the plant, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's not a problem at all. Mm-hmm. So the pathogens that you usually work on, do these become problems just because they're naturally occurring things or are they exotic pathogens? I've worked on both mm-hmm. um, um, exotic pathogens as well as pathogens that have been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Phytophthora cinnamomai, mm-hmm. the full name of this uh, pathogen that infects uh, a lot of plants, including yeah. um, the wall of my pine, 
um, is known to have been introduced into the country as early as um, European settlement of mm. the continent. Uh, so, uh, even though it's been introduced, it's been around for a long time and spread in in uh, was spread widely mm. pretty much throughout the whole country. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, a very important pathogen of the avocado industry, for example. Yeah, right. um, in addition to that, it's uh, you know a, a, an extremely devastating mm-hmm. um, disease uh, in our natural bushland, which is the more crucial you know, part of managing this disease. Mm-hmm. You know, in a natural bushland, you can't you can't just go in and spray a whole lot of chemicals or yeah. introduce a whole lot of uh, resistant varieties or, or, or even mulching, which is uh, one way of uh, managing uh, the disease. Right. Uh, so so there's a particular set of uh, challenge uh, involved in managing the disease in a natural bushland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you have someone come in with a specimen or something that they think mm-hmm. is diseased, mm-hmm. what's the process from that step forward? Okay, uh, uh, it depends on what specimen it is yeah. and depends on what symptoms mm-hmm. uh, uh, we're seeing. For example, since it, seeing that we're talking about soil-borne diseases mm-hmm. and we're talking about Phytophthora diseases, um, we often interact with our clients quite a bit before we get this, the, uh, the uh, sample okay. or specimen in. Um, if we suspect that it's a, a Phytophthora or soil-borne um, disease, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily want the secondary symptoms because part of the diagnostic process is to extract, if you like, is to isolate the pathogen. Mm-hmm. And if the pathogen's not, in, you know, not there, there's no point getting the specimen in other than just uh, confirming the symptoms. Mm-hmm. In the case of Phytophthora, we usually require um, a soil sample. And, and, and we recommend uh, or you know, advise our clients how to best collect uh, the soil sample mm. or soil samples if it's a large area. And in the laboratory, we set up a baiting process using either plant mm-hmm. baits, yeah. uh, in which in this case we use lupin seedlings mm-hmm. to bait out the pathogen from the soil. Okay, so is it, is it kind of like a medical culture where you provide it with a medium it can grow in and see if it Rose. That's one way. Mm-hmm. Um, we we take the soil sample, yeah. mix it with a bit of water, uh, and then we literally dangle germinating lupin seedlings um, in, in, in the, uh, the, the, the the slurry. So you're fishing for mold. Yes, <laughs> that's that's why we call it a bait. Yeah. Um, and uh, after about a week. We um, uh, remove the baits mm-hmm. and we analyze the baits. Mm-hmm. So there are two ways of uh, analyzing the baits. The traditional way is to plate the baits onto egg plates yep. and, and see if anything grows from the bait and, yep. and examine whatever's growing up um, under the microscope. Yep. What we're doing today uh, is to um, extract total DNA from the, the root tips or the radical tips of these lupin baits. Yep. And using specific um, DNA techniques mm-hmm. or specific primers uh, to detect the presence of this pathogen. Yeah. Um, so that whole process of, of uh, getting the baits and getting the results mm-hmm. um, often takes only three hours. No, oh, all right. Yeah. It's a much faster process compared to the old way of culturing, waiting for it to grow, yeah. and sometimes waiting for it to produce reproductive structures which mm. are important for identification of um, 
microbes in general um, yeah. under the microscope. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to ask about your career specifically. Okay. And you know the life of a plant pathologist. <laughs> now that, I mean, now that you have the fancy title of manager of plant pathology, does this mean a lot more paperwork and a lot less research? Partly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to do the job. <laughs> yeah. And how, so how long have you been at the gardens? No, then. I've been here for about 10 years. Okay. A bit more than 10 years. Yeah. And you started in this particular role? or Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. So you've always been a plant pathologist then? I, um, gosh. Um, <laughs> when can I start calling myself a plant pathologist? Um, well, I take us on a backwards tour of you. Okay, <laughs> oh, that, that actually that, that might be easier. Um, <laughs> before I came here, about yeah. ten years ago, I spent five years at the University of Queens. Uh, sorry, the University of Sydney, mm-hmm. where I was um, doing a few international development type projects. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, I spent. Five years in Hong Kong, uh, based at the University of Hong Kong, mm-hmm. working on various postdoc uh, projects. Yeah. Before that, I was doing my PhD in mm. uh, University of Queensland. Okay. I think I finished. My gosh, it's such a long time ago. I finished my thesis in 1996. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, 20 I, years ago. No, I graduated <laughs> with that. Yeah. That's so you were a plant ago. pathologist. At the end of your PhD, then <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> Even though I, you know, I've, um, I've been kind of working and researching on a plant pathology mm-hmm. uh, research project uh, yeah. for my PhD, so mm-hmm. I'm, I was kind of a plant pathologist. You then, know, you know, kind yes. of that. <laughs> it's part of it. So that's another <laughs> six years onto that. <laughs> yeah. And so, as I said before, you're specialising in moulds, or. Part of it. Fungus, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> How much of the research you do? I mean, I mean, do you get the freedom to just explore the natural history and evolution of of these groups, or is it always very applied? Both. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, plant pathology is, is a is a small discipline mm-hmm. uh, in the country, and there are often very important needs and, and urgencies mm-hmm. in dealing with. Plant pathology issues. Yeah. Um, we may have the luxury of doing just fundamental research mm. uh, in, in plant pathology, but um, uh, as as a, a, a you know a professional in in, in plant pathology, mm-hmm. um, it, we feel that it's our responsibility mm. to uh, to tackle some of these more applied problems mm-hmm. um, so yes it's both fundamental research and applied mm-hmm. research I imagine that the fundamental stuff on its own would have huge implications then for you know, the applied management side of things oh absolutely um, for example you know we often consider taxonomy as something mm-hmm. highly fundamental mm-hmm. but for example um, some of the projects that I that I have worked on uh, dealing with some of the applied side of things uh, for example, um, the exotic diseases um, mm. where we need to set up uh, or, or um, um, develop quarantine policies, um, giving a name to the organism is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where taxonomy comes in. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not just a matter of giving a name, of course. You know, it's it's uh, a matter of giving a relevant name because a, a relevant name yeah. will imply a lot more than what it's called. It implies uh, what its uh, close relatives may be, and therefore it gives us a clue as to what their life cycles may be like, mm-hmm. which all leads to um, managing the organism. Mm-hmm. So it almost directly... Um, taxonomy is is an applied mm. uh, science. Is that a difficult thing to convince people to get excited about and support fungal taxonomy? <laughs> <laughs> um, it can be. <laughs> That's fair enough to yes, say. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. But but often when I, I interact with uh, young students, mm. uh, even high school students. Um, when we show them fungal cultures and when we show disease symptoms, when we show some of these tiny uh, fungal structures, fungal spores, mm. they get excited. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, it's a matter of uh, uh, getting them exposed to uh, you know, these organisms and, and, and the signs mm. or um, you know, these organisms. Yeah. Yes. I mean, fungi are kind of the, much like the underdogs of the, the multicellular. Kingdoms? <laughs> uh, most microbes are. <laughs> mainly because we don't see them. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But we all know that they're, they're absolutely essential in, in, you know, uh, in our ecosystems. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, not just as, as pathogens, but as helping uh, nitrogen uptake in plants. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Do you work then much with biosecurity and quarantine? I have worked on uh, biosecurity projects. Yes. Mm-hmm. You always watch these shows like Border Patrol and people taking in um, <laughs> plant matter and things. Are there particular things that we're worried about? Yes, I, I, I can use uh, 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 the most recent um, example, uh, a recent job as an example, okay. um, and that's um, Panama disease of banana. Uh, All right. And it's caused by a fungus. Mm-hmm. It's caused by a um, fungus called Physarium oxysporum from species Cubensi. Yeah. Um, now, a particular um, strain of this organism, it's called Tropical Race 4, which is very pathogenic to the variety of bananas we grow here, uh, mm-hmm. mainly Cavendish. Um, and it has the potential of basically devastating you know, the whole industry if... Um, it's introduced into country. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a, um, a quarantine pathogen. Mm-hmm. Recently, the, the disease was uh, detected uh, uh, up in Queensland. And, um, uh, of course, a whole lot of quarantine measures uh, 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 were mobilized and, and activated. Part of it was to definitively identify the pathogen. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this particular strain looks like a whole lot of um, other strains belonging to the species, mm-hmm. and it's a huge species complex. Um, to do that, we need very special uh, techniques, um, and um, uh, uh, we're still very much in a process of developing the best techniques for that. Mm. So um, uh, my team has been asked, uh, or was asked by um, the government of Queensland to um, identify it um, and and um, we did a very good job <laughs> yeah. so at the end of it. Still yes. hasn't made its way into it, 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 plantations up north? 
Uh, it was detected in, oh, okay. in, a, in a banana plantation, yeah. but um, it was all eradicated and, 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 and uh, managed. Mm-hmm. So, my understanding that banana plantations are pretty monoculture and, and not that diverse, so am I right in this thinking that they're pretty vulnerable Absolutely. to disease? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why uh, it's so important to keep this particular strain of this particular pathogen out of the country. Mm-hmm. I also was avoiding asking a particular question. I interviewed a weevil biologist a little while ago, and we had a long discussion about how appropriate it is to stick weevil puns in your paper titles. Oh, Uh, gosh. (laughs) What's your thoughts on sticking fungi puns? Oh, gosh. You you started with that, in fact. You know, that's one of the most commonly used puns. Uh, Fun guy. Yeah. I'm supposed to be a fun guy. It's... It is extremely corny. <laughs> I, I like it because, particularly because it's so corny and so bad. Good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we're on the same page here. You haven't come with like a, you know, a paper about the fungus among us or anything? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, yeah, working on it. <laughs> you can have that one if you want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we might wrap things up. But if people want to know more about the work that goes on here at the gardens, where can they go online and check it out? Yeah, our gardens website. Mm-hmm. They just Google, you know, Sydney Botanic Gardens. Yep. Follow the links. You should be able to find us under science, pathology, or, or disease diagnostics. All right. Well, thanks again, Ed, for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you want to listen to more podcasts, you can visit inSitruScience.com. We're on Twitter with the handle at InSitruScience. You can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. And we'll see you next time on the podcast. Bye.